Welcome to a new edition of Full Time Out with K Black and everybody's uncle. Today we're going to talk about the second round series that took place, you know, in the last few days. And uh, we're going to see, you know, what's going on around the league. But first, what up, Unc? What up, what up, Kev? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm I'm feeling you you know you're a little tense tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, man. This this uh, basketball thing is stressing me out, man. Toronto's uh, stressing me out. <laughs> took a, took a, a couple years of that, you know, <laughs> life lifespan. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I mean, like my hairline's already backing up, but dang. They ain't helping the cause right now. <laughs> but what a game, though. What a game, man. These guys played. I mean, like like they said at the end of the of the broadcast, you can't underestimate the heart of a champion. You know, no, these, guys, these guys showed that they know how to win. They made the plays. Norm came up big. I mean, it's like every single day, it's a new guy that, that comes up big for that team, right? Right. Right. No, and... And honestly, and we, we got to give it up for, you know, now we have to call him Captain Canada. I mean, he's he's become like part of our country. He's become part of the culture. Kyle Lowry, man, the greatest yeah, Raptor I'm, ever. I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because I was in here yelling that out. Like every time he made a shot, when he made that big <laughs> shot, I was like, oh, man, I'm going on record and saying he's the greatest ever <laughs> to wear a Raptors jersey. <laughs> But for real, like, if if we're thinking about it, like, greatest ever, honestly, like, look, Kawhi is the best player to play in a Raptors uniform. Right. As far as, right. you know, a guy in his prime playing for the Raps, he, he's the right. best guy. There's nobody that's, like, from the 25 years the Raptors has, have been there. Right. There's nobody that was better than Kawhi he, last year. He was year. borrowed. Kawhi, Kawhi was borrowed, though. Exactly. So we can't even, you know what I mean? He just came for a little camp and went back home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He got lost, lost in traffic, and then you won feel a me? But yeah, you know I mean, it's different for you know our main man Kyle. Who, you know, I'm calling him my main man because I'm feeling you know a little familiarity right now. You know, I, this guy is <laughs> <laughs> part of the fam. You know, our right, main man right. Kyle, who's been here. You know, it's been what six years now? 2014, earlier than that, 2013. Right. Yeah, so, seven years, and. We've made the playoffs almost every year that he's been here. Um, right. This guy's been an all-star. Started at the all-star game. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, he, he's been incredible. Right. I mean, he's just been incredible. Um, Win or lose, would you have felt the same way? Like, let's say if they would have lost the game, would you, would you have felt the same way? Well, yes, because I, I wouldn't have been like Kyle Choke today. Right, because you know? he that's put true. up, he, he put on for that's us. That's true. You know, right. that's true. And, and I feel like when it comes down to it, he has his limitations offensively, and and I'm never gonna be mad at him for being six foot tall and not being able to, you know, drive among the three at uh, the trees. You know, right. and if he's making shot, if he's making those defensive plays, if he's finding guys, you know, I'm like, you know, I know what Kyle can give me, and. If I get that and I get nothing less than that, and which is what I got today, I'm not going to be right. mad at his performance if we had lost. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. You know, I mean, especially the way he played today. But, you know, I set this off the record with you, and I think it was, it was after like game two or something. I was like, he got to play like a guard from Philly. You know what I mean? If, 
if we're going to have a chance, you know what I mean, to, to, to win in this series. And he's being a lot more aggressive. I think I felt like at first we were just trying to set up guys, but nah, we need Philly, Philly Kyle. You know what I mean? Exactly. We don't need no set no people. We need Philly, you know what I mean? And that's what he's been doing, matching up Kemba. Exactly. And actually, I think he, he's outplaying him. Like, he outplayed him today. Yes. Yes, you know? he did. Because yes, he did. what you saw at the end of the game, what, what the reps were doing, they're just attacking Kemba. They're targeting Kemba. And, like, you know, Norm got to play at the end of, uh, I think it was regulation or first OT. Um, right. Then, and the regulation. And yeah, the regulation. And, and then Kyle got to play at the end of the second overtime because they're like, you know what? Who's got the weakest defender? And you can't do they that on Kyle. Kyle. Kyle's never, never going to be targeted. No, sir. No, no sir. This guy's If anything, they, they, they're trying to pick on, um, on uh, Freddie. Yeah. And even Fred. Fred is, you know, he's, he's got some bulk on him. You know? So, yeah. So it's like, as far as like his efficiency, what he brings to the table, different things. I mean... Uh, um, I'm all for it, man. Kyle was incredible today. You know, Kemba played 52 minutes, two for 11, five points. You know, I mean, and then Kyle for Kyle, 33 and 53 minutes. Kyle was in that bag. He was in that bag, man. Like some somebody said, he was in deep in that bag. Like he got, he had fries at the bottom, you know. But uh, the, the biggest thing, though, the biggest adjustment and the reason why I think they came back in that game and they actually won that game, um, the fact that Nurse finally went away from Mark. I, I'm, yes. I hate to say it, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It was necessary. I know it wasn't easy for him, and it's, it's probably not easy for any – any coach to go away from, you know, a, a dude like a veteran, a great veteran like like Mark, you know what I mean? And he's been so good in the past. And, you know, you, you get kind of get lost in the sauce and you're not living the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he kind of realized, listen, man, like the game has changed. You know what I mean? This is not us playing uh, Philly, you know what I mean? Where Embiid is in there and you need a guy like Mark, you know what I mean? And Mark hasn't shot the ball well against um, Celtics since he's been <laughs> with the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think for him to, you know, to get away, but I also probably want to shout out Mike as well. I feel like, you know what I mean? He's the type of veteran that understands. And, you know, he probably went and told him, yo, you know what I mean? We got to make some moves. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he got seen his body language on the bench and he was really supportive and stuff like that. So I think that that's dope on his end too, to, you know, to, to look at the bigger picture. Yeah, and I think it's part of having a team with veteran, accomplished veterans. You know, right, Mark's right. been an All NBA first team guy, won Defensive Player of the Year, um, he's won a championship with that team. So, in his mind, he's probably he knows he's at the tail end of his career, and it's a thing where yeah, he still gets to be a productive player with certain matchups, but this is just not the right matchup for him. And Thanks. you know, there there's a maturity to him. And for him to, to, to understand that, hey, you know, I got to be supportive of those other guys that, that's coming up. And, you know, Norm had a big game. And, mm-hmm. you know, that the fact is Pascal is a forward. Pascal is 6'9", 6'10". Right. He doesn't have the, you know, most amazing handles and the best skills. So playing Pascal right. at the five is actually something that they should do moving forward a lot more. I mean, I thought this year they, right. they basically never did it because it was either Serge or Mark, but in a matchup like this where Daniel Tejas is 6'8", you don't necessarily need Serge or, 
for uh, for Mark out there, especially if they can't move their feet defensively against those Celtics uh, players. No, right, right. Um, but what what do you see happening in uh, in Game Seven? Man, I feel like it could go anywhere right now. It's it's one game, right? Yeah, it's one game, and you know, I just the guys got to rest, man. <laughs> the guys got to rest. I feel like it could go anywhere, but you know who I'm going with. I'm I'm going with Toronto, and I feel like you know the guys are gonna come in very confident. You know, what I mean, yeah. very very confident. Uh, Celtics had a chance, you know, what I mean, to bury them, and you know they didn't. Now, I feel like Toronto coming in as an underdog, you know, what I mean, who just gotten a chance now. And I feel like they're going to come and take, a, you know, full advantage of it. You know what I mean? And Celtics, you know, they, they got to they gotta gather that thing together. You know what I mean? See if they still got that thing in them. Yeah, and the thing is, <laughs> they're a little immature. You know, they got a lot, whole emotional out there. And you felt like they were sort of, not necessarily losing control, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're shell-shocked that they're going into game seven. I think those guys from the Celtics felt like, man, this is going to be over in five or six max, you know? They did. And they- now that they're going into a game seven where anything can happen, um, mm-hmm. they, well, they don't have that much, of any, uh, that much experience. I mean, you know, Smart has been to a couple of conference finals, but Kemba's Hold never on, they, been. Didn't they go to Game Seven against uh, LeBron a few years back with uh, Terry? Yes, they did. That's exactly it. But Kemba's never been in that situation before. That's a fact. You know, Jason's been in that situation once. Um, but 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 you know the other thing. Daniel too, though, is. I think, yeah. The, go the, ahead. The, the other thing that may be scary that they might not be ready for is that lineup that you're talking about that Nick yeah. Nurse end up putting up. Exactly. They, they haven't seen it and now it's like whoa yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and and them boys are feeling good about that lineup right now you know what I mean so you know what I mean now how, how do you prepare for that yeah and, and, and the thing is now you can go toe to toe you know it's right. my, my guys that can take people one on one where it's like Norm takes his turn Fred takes his turn uh, mm-hmm. Kyle takes his turn versus Kemba um, what's his name Tatum and mm-hmm. Jalen you know, and then right, you have OG right. and Marcus playing sort of that, you know, uh, dual threat where he can, you know, they can make shots, they can cut, you know, and then they're both the best defenders on, on either team. Exactly. So you're, you're playing fair and square now. And right. Nobody really has an, an edge. Nobody really has no an advantage. That, that now no becomes, a, you know, a chess match of, you know, possessions are going to matter like, like crazy. Like, this right. is going to be some serious basketball that's going to be playing that game. It's going to be a crazy game, man. It's going to be a crazy game. And, man, but I think the only thing I want to say, though, is I feel like Toronto has a little swag to them. You know what I mean? Like, right now. You know what I mean? I think they they, they have that, that championship swagger on them. You know what I mean? Whatever, you know, Kawhi brought there, they they feeling it. You know what I mean? Because in the past – you can see them putting up a fight and not being able to close and just to see them close these games. Like they, they fully believe in themselves. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? So it's, it's going to be scary. Yeah. They have the confidence that they can do it now. And right. I think a lot of the, the Raptors guys, like for instance, in the past, they were going against Braun, you know, where it's like, right. and it's the, the Celtics went through it as well. It's like Braun was by far the best player and, when it came down to it, nobody on that team could go toe-to-toe with Braun. 
I feel like the Raptors right. guy, even though Tatum is super talented, is by far the most talented player in that series. Those guys feel like they can go toe to toe with Tatum. Right. None of those guys are scared of Jason Tatum. None of those guys no, are scared like of Jalen Brown. So no. now it's just a question of you know who comes up big in the biggest moments. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for that for that game seven. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got to make sure I'm sitting down properly and everything, man. Like I got <laughs> I got to be strapped in, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna be super strapped in. Um, right. Another super exciting game yesterday. Actually, no. First off, let me go ahead. What's your prediction for game seven? Who you got? You said Raptors. Toronto, all the way. Nah, I got got the Raptors too, man. I got to say. When the series started, um, and I was like, man, Celtics have more. We discussed it with uh, Joe and Kemi. That, you know, it it was going to come down to if those two little guards can make plays and if they can play well enough defensively. And mm-hmm. now you look at it, it looks like they figured it out. And they have. I, I feel like, man, having Nurse on your sideline is always an advantage. It, it is. It is. And, you know, they, they're looking good, man. My whole perspective has changed, man. This, especially this game today. Because, yeah. like I said, man, I used to see that, that old, you know what I mean, Raptor on them where I felt like they couldn't close – things like that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And now, mm-hmm. listen, it's anybody's game, you know what I mean? And the way they played today, the like, just, you know, Freddie wasn't playing well. He got, what, the, the, the free throws, and then, boom, went for nine points back to back to back, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, it just turned the whole thing around. Yeah. Nah, I, I think it's going to be a close one. I, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring affair because, you know, by now the, both teams know each other. And we know how game sevens go, the jitters and everything. It's, it's going to look sure. like some 2006 basketball. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, expect a score in the, in the maybe mid-90s, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, like 95, 92 score, final score. Uh, but, you know, I got the reps. I got the, yeah, the reps. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, yesterday, actually, there was a big game, you know, super, super intense Rockets against Lakers. Right. Um, <laughs> what did you think? I mean, I thought, honestly, it's the hardest I've seen LeBron play defensively in like six years. Right, right. You know, did, you, did you feel the same way when you, when you were watching that game? Definitely. I mean, <laughs> that boy had four blocks. <laughs> Just off that, you know, you know, I mean, he was locked in defensively. But I think... You know, he, he's realizing that especially a team like that, you know what I mean, you know, you, you got to get stops. Yeah. You you have to get stops. You know what I mean? You're not going to match up scoring for scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to get stops. And that's where he needs to, you know, put himself a little more. You know what I mean? That's part of the reason why I personally didn't feel like defensively I, I was going to put him on my defensive team. I just felt like he picked and chose a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yesterday it was one of the night that he chose. You know yeah. what I mean? And when he chooses physically, athletically, uh, mentally, you know what I mean? His IQ is, you know, among some of the highest. And he's able to make plays like he did. You know what I mean? He could switch one to five. You know what I mean? And exactly. just to do what he was doing yesterday, you know, that's, you know, that's prime Brown right there. Yeah. No, he was sort of playing that free safety role that he was playing in Miami, you know. Right. Another football reference. But he was just roaming around. Doubling right. hard and super hard when uh, when right. he was late in the shot clock, challenging shots at the rim. I was like, man, I've 
like this guy's playing like the best defensive player right. in the league. Like right. the and that's the, the true true strength of LeBron, the versatility and mm-hmm. what how he can morph and in how many different how many different versions of LeBron can have on the court at the same right. time, especially right. defensively. Because offensively, I feel like he's really at his best when he's inside. Right. But defensively, I mean, he can really guard the ball. He can really mm-hmm. play the passing lane. And then mm-hmm. he's super physical, doubling hard. And guys don't have much space. He has long wingspan and then challenging shots at the rim. And right. It's just like that when he does all those things in one position, I mean, it's like almost unseen territory. It's just right. like, yeah, it's peak, 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 all, all defense LeBron. It, it was really amazing to watch. Um, and how did you, what did you think about the, uh, the Lakers defense on, on James, on Harden? I think it was good. I think it was good. I think that was, you know what I mean, that, that was necessary as far as like, you know, the, the, the doubling when the clock ran down. And it's crazy because I've I seen some of the doubles that they were doing and he was trying to make some passes in between. It's like, from where I'm sitting, I couldn't see anything. So I know where he's standing dribbling <laughs> the ball. He's definitely can't see anything. But, you know, I mean, someone doubling him on some of the screens, you know what I mean, always applying that pressure on him. Um, and also I think it, right now it's hurting James to have Russ, you know what I mean, on yeah. the court with him. You yep. know what I mean? Just because now, and I, I know the feeling of when you're, you're doing everything, you're getting double team and you kick the ball out, hoping that whoever catches is going to make a play that's going to hurt the defense so that they kind of relax a little bit on that double team that they're bringing up on you. But every time you pass it on the person who's catching it is not a threat, they are they're feeling even more comfortable doubling you. Exactly. So, you know, you go you in for a long night. And I feel like that's what, you know, he was feeling seeing some of that double team and, and things like that. Uh, and the thing that they did great compared to other teams that double, that double him is that they didn't double him as soon as he crossed half court. Nope. Where nope. it's like now Russ can get into the middle and then Russ is playing four on three. And that's exactly. a big advantage because Russ has three shooters with it. Right. But if you're doubling him at the end of the shot clock, when, where right. Houston is not necessarily positioned to, to figure it out properly. Right. Now, Russ is even more of a liability because Russ is treated as a non-shooter and they can just lock down on the other shooters and Russ is wide open and they're yeah. not going to worry about him. They're just right. going to be like, oh, you know what? And then the rotations can be made accordingly where it's guys, that, you know, just a short closeout on Russ and then you let him shoot. And usually when Russ is not feeling super confident about his mm-hmm. shot, right. he, doesn't even, he, he doesn't even do a pump fake. He just goes yeah. right down, just puts his head down, and, and attacks like he doesn't know how to play ball. Right. Right. Just it's, run around. So It's looking crazy. It's looking crazy. I, I actually thought yesterday they kind of missed Daniel House because he's another guy that – They definitely did. They definitely did because he, he was making those shots against he, OKC. He was making those shots. And he's somewhat of an underrated, like, off-the-dribble guy. He can beat his yeah. man one-on-one and create his own yeah. shot. Like, sometimes yeah. I, I see him making you know, a little one-two combo, step back and make a shot. I'm like, okay, Daniel House yeah. is not, like, he's not just a bum. Like, I'm not saying Ben McLemore is a bum, but Ben McLemore is more of a catch-and-shoot uh, threat, you know? Right. 
And right. Austin Rivers may be a better ball handler than McLemore, but he's not the catch-and-shoot threat that Daniel – like Daniel House brings what McLemore brings and Austin Rivers together with the defense that Rivers brings also. So he's just a better right. version of Austin Rivers that right. you're able to play, you know, 20, 25 minutes and not play Russ all the time. So you can have a lineup where neither James or – Russ is on the court where you have Eric Gordon, for instance, as your primary ball handler with Daniel House, uh, Robert Covington, P.J. Tucker, and maybe Austin Rivers with it or Ben McLemore. And now you have shooters. You have a guy that attacks the rim properly, and you can still defend at the same level, you know? Right, right. But no, that, that, I think also the, what the double team does is even the times that you miss on the double team because a lot of it came from coming off screens – he's not as aggressive coming off the screens because you were so used to seeing doubles that, you know, the one time that you're not being double, you playing as if you were being double. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, it didn't even allow him to be as aggressive as he wanted. It, it kind of kept him on his heels. Exactly. Like, how many shots did he take in the second half? Like, six shots? <laughs> That's wild. Him taking six shots? That, it, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, for James Harden, it's insane. That's a guy that, right. you know, he's been taking 20 shots a day in a, a game in the playoffs. No? Exactly. So, uh, yeah. But I feel like the Lakers figured something out. And let's talk about the play of your boy. You know, I don't like him that much. But, man, I got to shout him out. Because Go ahead, been... man. Go ahead. I've been waiting on you. <laughs> I've been waiting on Apologize you. Apologize to me. <laughs> Apologize to me. I've been waiting uh, on you. Nah, Rondo's been good, man. Rondo, Rondo is Who? useful. Who? Rondo. Who's been good? Who's been useful? Rondo. What's his first name again? Rajon Rondo, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, let, like leave me alone, that. man. No, like Rondo. And I felt like people somewhat overplayed the fact that they needed him. But damn, they really did. <laughs> you know? Right. Because, look, and we, we, we spoke about why Houston could have been a problem for, for the Lakers. You know, because they don't have any guy, that many guys that can create off the dribble and the Houston guys can really guard on the ball. And aside from when LeBron has it, they usually just try to stay in front of you and then play the passing lanes. So having a guy like Rondo that can get inside and find people. So guys now, you know, he's playing his man one-on-one, guys are cutting, guys are moving without the ball and he always finds them and he's sort of, you know, just probes the defense, makes the defense shift a little, man, it gives them so many other options than just <laughs> watching LeBron struggle to beat these men one-on-one. I mean, right. Or even Caruso for, for that matter, or yeah. just, you know, tossing the ball to AD and then AD having to go, you know, mano in mano with a guy that's, you know, five foot shorter and he's 15, 20 feet from the basket where he doesn't right. actually have an advantage. Now it's right. like, even when he's trying to throw the pass inside, like Shaq was saying it yesterday uh, on, on, the, on the after show, it's like he, he fakes it inside, gets the defense moving, he skips it, then AD can make a little cut to the basket, they get it to him and it's an, it's an easier look. Or just that skip forces a, a longer closeout, guys can attack off the bounce and then AD has an opportunity to get a dish or get a putback. Right. You know, all those, just those little things that he brings to the table. I, I feel like 
if he's playing like this, he, they they actually have a chance to to win it all. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I I think I I may have slightly underestimated his impact as well. Um, you know, and I think that, like you said, it brings that you know that smart playmaker. You know, what I mean that you know we felt like they were missing, and I think that because he wasn't there, kind of forced LeBron to be that playmaker all the time. And then when he's off, it, it was even worse. You know what I mean? But like you said, now they allow LeBron to be on the block where he's been very, very good. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people get to guard him one-on-one there. And then when you send a double team, he's so smart and he's a good playmaker. He picks the defense apart from there. Yeah. And, and, and that's another team that went away from their centers. Uh, they just went away <laughs> from Dwight and JaVale. They're just like, ah. You know? <laughs> it's playoff ball, man. It's playoff ball. You know? <laughs> and, and actually, I was, I was talking to, uh, to our homeboy, Laji. Shout out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, I was saying, that, that's actually, that actually might just be the future of hoops, you know, where it's like it, it is. you need five guys between 6'4 and 6'10 that can move <laughs> fast, dribble, and shoot. That's it. All those guys that, you know, that are one-trick ponies are going to become obsolete in the league, and you're seeing that in the playoffs. Effects. You know, if you can't pass dribble and shoot, you become a super liability on the court. And Effects. you're bound to get exposed. So, I mean, as the game develops, as the game evolves, I think it, it, it's going to tend towards that, where guys need to be able to do those three things defensively, plus be able to guard. Because obviously, Facts. if you can't guard, you're not going to be on the court. And usually, guys with a bigger frame that are more athletic have more leeway defensively. You right. Know? Kyle has to be an incredible def- defender to not be a liability. Whereas Definitely. Kemba, him just being an average defender makes him a liability automatically. Exactly. Because of exactly. Side, you know? Yep. So, I, I think Houston is forcing people to, to adjust to that, but... Fortunately for the Lakers, they, you know, they have AD that's incredible in terms of just what he can do with the basketball. And then, you know, Braun and Rondo obviously contributing. Right. But, but I won't lie. Yeah. I think Russ, Russ has an impact with that too. I think if Russ was a better shooter, they might have, you know what I mean, have to make a real decision for, for AD. You know what I mean? Because as if, good if as he Russ is defensively. Was, yeah, if Russ was a better yeah. shooter, it's, it's three and zero right now. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, to, to me, it's not even a question. I think if right. Russ a better shooter, Houston goes out and probably sweeps them. Right. Because right. they can really defend, man. Yeah. You know, their guys really, really guard and the ball. They're tough. They're tough. Yeah. You know, people were laughing when, you know, they're saying, you know, P.J. Tucker at the five and <laughs> all those things. But, hey, man, <laughs> the only thing is he he really has trouble with Braun. Yeah. Braun, Braun is a different animal. Braun inside, Braun is one of the greatest power forwards of all time. That's oh, just... yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> and would you agree that, as far as like the best years in Braun's career were the ones that he played mostly the four, like the years in Miami. Yes. That those are years that Miami, uh, Team USA. You know what I mean? Like that's where he's at his best. You know what I mean? Like because you you can't. First of all, he's a way bigger threat offensively. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's one dribble away from being at the rim. Mm-hmm. He still makes the mid range you know fairly well. 
and he picks the defense apart. And when you send that help, that help is going to be late because of how close he is to the basket. And yep. he's a great passer, so he picks it apart. Yep. No, totally agree. And uh, there's just the fact that when, when, when you put him inside, you can play shorter lineups, and then you have more versatility offensively also. Right. You know, just – and that's just a fact. You know, yesterday – the best Lakers lineups yesterday were those four bench guys where you have Kuzma, Caruso, mm-hmm. Rondo, Morris, with either Braun or, or AD. Right. Those were the best lineups because those are four guys that can – you know, that are versatile plus a guy that dominates inside. That's a fact. And I feel like moving forward, yeah, they can play Braun a tad bit, uh, you know, on the ball with, you know, playing the points, quote-unquote. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to him being able to dominate guys inside. Yeah, they're going to get out of there quick. (laughs) You know, and if he's able to do that, man, I think the Lakers got this. And we're going to have an uh, LELE finals in the West. Yeah. Because what, what's the score? Do you have the score right now for Clippers? Uh, for the Clippers game? Oh, give me like two seconds. I got you. Oh, Clippers up eight. It's yeah. Time. Man, yeah. they're up by like... They're yeah, up they're up by like 20. Oh, God. Yeah. Good old yeah, Clippers. Five. See, see that, that's what bothers me with that team, man. The inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> Look, one thing about like fresh teams and quote-unquote teams that right. are in the in their first run you right. can feel that hunger mm-hmm. mm, you know okay you know what i mean yeah you no know, if you think about like okay 17 warriors for instance you know uh 2012 miami heat you know right even uh who else that we we had you know 2000 lakers you know 2000 like 2003 Spurs, you know, all those teams, they never had that many swings in terms of performance. Right. You know, like, yeah, they lost some games. They didn't win every single game, but the effort was always there. Right, right. And Especially a team that we saw to be a gritty team. You know exactly. I mean? like a, a team that was, like, about the grind and stuff like that. It wasn't a pretty team. Exactly. You know, it's a team that's supposed to have those dogs that come in, you know, and grind you out. But, I mean, for a team that's supposed to have that, man, like, it's been too serious. And I feel like, you know what, maybe, you know, what we thought about some of those guys, man, it's just not it. Right. Maybe. maybe. But you know what, though? Maybe if they, they you know what I mean, the, the, the L.A. battle might wake them up. Yeah, I mean, yes. maybe, maybe, maybe because they're so fresh, they, they're thinking ahead, and they, they're not able to lift the moment. But so, what what would you blame on that? Like, would you blame it on the coaching? I think coaching for sure, um, because you've been there before. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you, you got to find a way to keep these guys locked in. Yeah, you know what I mean, one game at a time, and not feel like not take things for granted, and and start looking ahead and feeling like, oh, we got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's been their, their problem all year was, like, they show up for certain games, you know? Right. And they show up when sometimes their backs are against the wall. Exactly. You know, I remember, like, their record was 40 and 9. I think it was 39 and 19. They had lost, like, 
three or four games in a row. And I was like, man, usually championship teams. And, you know, I remember it was Phil Jackson saying it. You know, championship teams always usually win 40 games before they lose 20. <laughs> and then, as a matter of fact, Clippers went on for like a five-game winning streak. Right. But then they started playing, you know, they went back to their good old bad habits. So it's like they have championship caliber talent. Right. It's just, it's just a matter of them, you know, playing at that level consistently and playing at that, you know, supposed intensity that you need to win a championship consistently. Right. You know, if they don't do that, man, honestly – a team like Miami, a team like the, the Raptors, you know, those teams that come out and play every single day, I mean, they could catch them and, you know, give them a little bad surprise, honestly. Right. You know, uh, yeah. Like, I trust them because they have Kawhi, and I still think Kawhi is the best player in the league. Right. Especially in the playoffs. But I'm worried a little bit about him. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they get upset tonight and then the series is 2-2. And now, you know, we have another scenario like they had with the Mavericks. So it's like, okay, we're going into game five and what's up, you know? And the thing is, now it's not Dallas that only has one guy. It's a team, like, they have Jokic who's been playing at, like, Dirkish level. And you have Jamal who's been playing, like, you know, a borderline all-star. Right. You know? Plus, now today, Michael Porter is catching fire. So, hey, man, you, you can't sleep on other teams. Those guys get paid, no, too. No, you can't, especially not a team like that. Like, they showed that if you let them a little loose, they can catch fire and, you know, sneak those games. Yep. In a matter of minutes, they, you know, they have you down by 20. Exactly. You know, they came back from 3-1 down. They're, right. they're not scared they're, of anybody. They are a threat. <laughs> yeah, they ain't got nothing to lose. They ain't got nothing to lose. That Mike Malone said it. We ain't got nothing to lose here. Facts. No. Um, so, yesterday, some, you know, another chapter in the career of Giannis Atetokounmpo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the Bucks lost in five to, uh, to Miami. Mm-hmm. And we thought that would be a tricky matchup for the Bucs. Uh, we all predicted, you know, with Joe and Kemi that it was probably going to go, you know, six or seven. Kemi had Miami winning. Right. Um, but I didn't think it would look that bad for the, the, for the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I, I agree. I agree. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I thought they were going to be able to get at least two games in. Uh, but I, you know, what I mean, like I think we all had a feeling that Miami was a perfect matchup for them, um, that was going to give them trouble. Um, I just didn't think it was going to look like borderline like um, the Pacers. Yeah. You know, what I mean, the Pacers looked like <laughs> if they, Pacers looked like if they had Giannis, they could have got about two games. You know what I mean? Exactly. So for the team to actually have the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year to struggle to get in a game. I mean, that, that, that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch. And like we said, man, it, it, it's what happens when you have a team full of specialists. That's a fact. You know, and, I, and it's pretty like, uh, like pejorative to call them one-trick ponies. But, you know, when you have Brooke Lopez at seven foot two or whatever, staying at the three-point line, well, he's not a threat to do anything else. 
then shoot, Facts. catch and shoot. You Facts. know, you can't put it on the deck and beat his man one-on-one. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, I like him a lot. He plays hard, but he can't shoot. Nope. You know, George Hill at the stage of his career, is, and that's never been his forte. He's not really a playmaker off the dribble. Right. So now you figure that you only have one guy that can really do the job. It's Chris Middleton. Right. You know, and it's like, well, Giannis has to be inside or, you know, otherwise if he's outside, he's not really a threat because they're letting him shoot and he's not, you know, that's not his force. So it all becomes a game where it's like, what are the advantages that you really have against that team that looks a lot more complete than you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. And they're hungry too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that, that was really, like, it wasn't shocking, but it was shocking to actually see, like, oh, these guys are just not that good one-on-one players. Because that's what, yeah. that's what that was the adventure. Miami had better ball players. More right. like Kelly O'Linnett can put it on the deck. Tyler Harrow yep. can put it on the deck. <laughs> like, you're not going to force those guys into one single thing. And right. if you take away that thing, they can't do anything else, which is exactly. what happened to the Milwaukee guys. Right. You know, they forced them to play into their weaknesses while their weaknesses were way too glaring. That, that's a fact. But uh, my, my question to you is, they, do you think, you know what I'm saying, like, because – Obviously, I feel like they have some good pieces, right? And For the Bucks? My, my, yeah. Yeah, hell my yeah. Only they, thing, they won almost 60 just, games. What if, if you had... <laughs> man, you know, 60 games didn't help them beat Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, my, my thing is, if, if you put Yanis at the four, like kind of how we're talking about LeBron being inside a little more and kind of operating from there, don't you think, you know, like the team will play better? Yeah, I think so. Because I felt like when Giannis got injured, it wasn't a situation where they played like, you know, the 07 Cavs where it's just like give the ball, the ball to Bron or give the ball to Giannis and watch him do his thing and you guys stand around and catch and shoot. Right. When Giannis got injured, they suddenly started to have more movement and those guys looked a little more competent in what they were supposed to do because if you don't have that much ball skills in terms of, as far as ball handling goals and being able to beat guys off the dribble, you need to be able to get screened, you know, have some cuts in your offense. Mm-hmm. That way guys can get open in mm-hmm. other ways than just beating their man. That's a fact. You know, and they had a lot more of that after Giannis uh, left. But right. the thing is, if they could incorporate Giannis into that and have him play sort of, you know, the Shaq role, where it's like, man, Take advantage of anything that comes inside. You right. know, Giannis should look a lot more like Anthony Davis, right? Than he should be looking like LeBron, right? And I think he wants to be LeBron KD, but he's a lot closer to AD and all those. He's a big. He's seven foot. Yeah. Like, and I get it. Like KD, but KD, KD is one of one. He is. You know. That kind of size with that kind of touch, man, I don't think we're going to see that again. So if, no, sir. if you don't have it like that, man, you know, figure it out the way to dominate. You know, like Kobe said, man, can you be a different animal and the same beast? Same beast? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, and it's really about that. It's like 
you know, can you change your ways but still dominate the same weight? You know? Right. Giannis has to figure that out. But they need another playmaker. They need a better guy than Bledsoe. I think Middleton is fine. I think Middleton is pretty good. But they just need another guy at the, at the Bledsoe spot. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. And also, like we said, man, move, move Giannis around a little bit. You know what I mean? We got to stop that experiment of, you know, having him, you know, borderline running the, the point. If he grabs a rebound and he pushes the break, that's fine. But once, you know what I mean, the break is stopped, get him down there and, you know, operate from there. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, so what do you think is the next move for that, for that franchise? Do you think they're going to make any major changes? You know, especially looking at the fact that last year, you know, they had the best record in the league, uh, but did he won coach of the year, right? Yeah. But one coach of the year, Yanis um, won MVP. They lost in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And it was partly due to the same reasons. I, like we said, what's your plan B once they stop Giannis? All right. All um, right. They let Brogdon go, which turned mm-hmm. out to be really a much bigger issue than they thought it would. Right. Because, you know, you, you can't think that, oh, well, we're going to replace his, uh, his production by committee and Dante DiVincenzo is going to be the guy taking on more of a ball handling. Like, Dante is fine, but he wasn't ready. Right. Um, so, if you're thinking that, okay, this is the honest prime and we certainly have a championship caliber team, but we just need one thing to get to the next step. Do you bet on the improvement of the other guys and just stay put? Or do you try to make a run for uh, a big trade or anything like that? Like I said, I think they got the pieces. It's just, I think it's their way of playing. Um, you know, but right now they're talking about Chris Paul. Having Chris Paul be amazing, um, especially the way we saw Chris Paul play um, in the bubble. Um, if Yanis could keep doing what he's doing, and then let's say the last five minutes you got Chris Paul doing what he did in the bubble, they're they going for a championship run. You know what I mean? They, they could definitely do that. Yeah, because that gives them another guy that can create and make shots. Exactly. And you that also kind of gets the ball away from Yanis a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, as, as we, you say, you know, we saw this year, Chris Paul, what he can do with basically any roster. Right. You know, even at this stage of his career, I mean, Chris Paul can't get any roster with some somewhat competent players in the playoffs. Yep. That's that man. That's that's what it looks like right now. Cause he he showed us. He definitely showed us. So yeah, I I think that would be the move, honestly. Uh, and I I sent you, you know, crazy four team <laughs> trade. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, trying to get me and my guy Chris Paul out of there. You know, trying, right. trying, trying to get us in a, trying to get him a championship. You know, trying to get us in a po- positive situation. You know, <laughs> um, but. I think that would probably be the move, man. Uh, yeah. Get somebody like Chris Paul. Get somebody that can uh, have, you know, get the pressure off Giannis. You know, and people start talking about, oh, Giannis isn't good. I think Giannis is good enough. I think he is. his second guy is not good enough. He, that, but also I think they're not playing him the right way. Exactly. I'm, I'm more mad at that than him because I think I, I think I was talking to you and I was like, is he, like, to think of it, is he not skilled enough? It depends. Exactly. If you see him as a three, if you see him as a three, then no. 
But if you see him like AD, he's super skilled. A seven-footer handling the ball like he does, you know what I mean? Getting in the mix, he is skilled. He is skilled. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. just he's not maximizing his potential playing outside, trying to, you know, bulldozer, you know what I mean, on shorter guys and the whole team and stuff like that. You know, when they build that wall, that three-man wall, you, you got to do something else. But you can't build a three-man wall if you're on the block. Right? They, they're going to double you. And he's shown that he's, you know, he's a willing passion, and a pretty good passion, exactly. actually. And like you said, the, those guys, the, the, he has a, a step for Bledsoe. And when you put him in there for Hill, Hill had the, probably like the highest percentage, three-point percentage this year. You know what I mean? One of the highest. And yeah. you got, what's the name? Uh, big man, Lopez, who can shoot. Um, Middleton, we're not even going to talk about him. We know he can shoot. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's a problem right there. Exactly. No, I, I, that you're totally right. And, you know, one other point, you know, I think it's been made, you know, people have been talking about it a lot. The fact that their coach didn't play um, more minutes. Do you feel, right. like, where, where do you stand on that? Because, you know, we know, like, coaches like D'Antoni, uh, Nick Nurse, they play their guys mm -hmm. a lot of minutes, and they try to play right. their best guys more, more, the most minutes that they can possibly play. Um, right. Whereas Bud is from a school of thought that, well, he's going to be at his best when he's fresh. So you right. can't play him more than five or six minutes in a row. That's right. going to decrease his efficient, efficiency. you rather have a guy that, does what 60, 70% of his job, but right. that's fresh, that's going to do it properly rather than have him at that spot playing at 50% of his abilities. Right. Where do you kind of stand on that uh, line of thought? Man, I think I'm, I'm from the, you know what I mean, maximizing them when they're fresh. You know what I mean? I think that's, you know, you, you play, especially you play the whole season with guys, I think they, they're ready to play. You know what I mean? And if they, especially if they've shown you. Now, if they didn't show their productivity, then I, I understand. It's just like trying something new. But you play these guys, you trusted them throughout the whole season, and now you get in there and you're trying to cut it down. And I think, especially the playoff, it's a long run. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. a long-distance run, and you want to be fresh getting to the finals. Because you might be able to get to the finals, but if those guys are worn out, then what did you do that for? Yeah, but at the same time, like, trying to think, like, you can replace, uh, let's say, because they, they're playing, for instance, Marvin Williams, those minutes that Giannis was sitting down. Right. But the thing is, Marvin doesn't bring the same stuff to the table that Giannis does. Of course not. And I felt like Marvin, who's, you know, let's just say he's 60% of the player Giannis is, uh, even though I think it's less. Um, right he's gonna he's like he can't he's, he doesn't have the talent and the abilities that Giannis has no like he's 60 of the player Giannis is because he can't necessarily dribble the ball he can't like he's not as athletic so he's not right. going to make certain plays that Giannis can make in order to get you in a better position right so in that sense I feel like yeah no play your best guys as much as you can because it's just a matter of, you know, having, like, you play them because of their ability to do certain things. Right. And not necessarily because of, you know, what they're not going to be able to do if they, they're tired. Right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I mean, like Nurse said, man, in today's NBA, you have so many, you know, timeouts here, timeouts there. And then there's this replay that's going to happen that gives you an extra timeout. You can play guys, man. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, it's not. But the thing is, it's not about the one game or the two game or even maybe the series. It's about the long run. You know what I'm saying? Like, you keep doing that. And let's say the team that kind of played everybody and got to the finals, they're going to be fresh. And you won't expect to play your guys 48 minutes, you know what I'm saying, in the finals. They're going to be burnt out. But the thing you know is, I mean? if you don't, like, look at what happened. They didn't play those guys, and then they didn't make it. Partly because of the fact that they don't play those guys enough minutes. You know yes I mean? and no. Yes and no, because I think if you do that, then you kind of uh, undermining the fact that, you know, they're, they're not playing the right way. You know what I mean? As far as like how we talk about, you know, putting Yanis down and, you know what I mean? Like, and then I feel like you're also taking credit away from, from Miami when you say something like that. No, but because that's why Miami I said partly because, I mean, Miami plan for that. Yeah, Miami came out with a game, game plan. But at the same time, I feel like if the Bucks had played Giannis 42 minutes instead of 35, that extra seven minutes is probably a net positive for the for the Bucks rather than being a negative like it was, you know? The the way Giannis plays, man, I'm scared of him playing that amount of minute because he just goes with his head down. And I feel like some of the injuries, you know what I'm saying, would have probably happened sooner because he just goes with his head down. And the more tired he is, the less, you know, he's thinking. <laughs> and it's more just doing things with his body out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. So, so you're, you're somewhat agree with, but. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with him. So I don't you, think that's you, why they lost. You wouldn't have done things di- differently if you were him. I would have put Yanis down on the block. You t- if you're talking about minutes, then no, probably yeah. not. I would have, I'm going to play the guys that played throughout the whole season. You know what I mean? Maybe tighten it up a little bit, depending on how guys are playing. If if they're playing well and you want to stretch it a little bit, that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if everything is normal, then yeah, play everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like how you've been playing, just because that's how you got there, right? And yeah. you know, the goal is to is is to make it to the finals and be and be fresh. No, I get that. I get that. Man, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time with that, you know, honestly. I feel like just play your best guys, you know, because, yeah. I feel, I, mean, like, I feel you. It's just like I said, I'm just worried about once you get, you know, the deeper you get in the playoff, the tougher it is going to be on your guys because, you know what I mean? And, it, and I also feel like it also depends on how you play, right? Like if you have, let's say, like a Kevin Durant, for example. Yeah. who his game is so smooth that you can play him 70 minutes and you're not worried about him being fatigued. Yeah, yeah and that's the way he plays. I'm worried about him being burnt out because yeah. he just goes hard to the rack every time, throwing his body, getting hit. You know what I mean? Like, for the long run, man, I'm, I'm scared for him. Yeah. No, and I understand that. And I think that's what they're playing. They're playing the long game, man. That's been, you know, he comes from the Spurs organization with, where they've always been about playing the, the long game. And right. Thinking ahead and thinking about, you know, we don't want him to be burnt out uh, this year and then win some years in, in it. Um, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. we said, you know, we got Miami, it's already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto, that we think is going to go through. Um, if you had to make a pick between uh, the two. Toronto and uh, Miami? Yeah. Or to, uh, Celtics uh, versus Miami. Um, 
Well, I'm going to go with Toronto first. Um, I'm betting on Toronto just because of their ability to adapt. Um, so far for what they've shown me, I haven't seen Miami adapt like that just yet. Uh, yeah. Nobody has forced them to adapt kind of like how, you know, t- Toronto has, do- has done. So on that, I'm betting on Toronto. Yeah. Um, now the other way around, uh, if it's the Celtics, man, I'm, I'm seeing Miami going through, man. Um, yeah. you know, Jimmy, Jimmy's a, a bully. And he's going at the young pups, man. He's gonna go at them, and you know, trying to trying to make a mark over there. You know what I mean? So I think I'll probably bet on Miami on that one. Yeah. No, honestly, uh, I I would probably go the opposite. What you going with Celtics? Yeah, Celtics and uh, Miami if it's Toronto. But 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 you know what though? If Tatum can come out of this, this is gonna. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to make his mark right there. Like, this is going to be the coming out party because this is going to be a dogfight. You know what I mean? If he could come out of that, I'm talking about if, let's say, they were to pass, you know, Toronto, man, this is going to be – Tatum has to be in the conversations. Yeah. You can't deny him anymore. Yeah, like top ten type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I definitely hear you on that. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up. I mean, it's been an exciting few days. You know, so, some really, really intense basketball games uh, that we had in the bubble. Right. In the playoffs. I mean, it's been well worth it. Guys are playing an insane and at an insane level. Um, hopefully, we get some more of that. The finals and conference finals are going to be super exciting. Right. Can't wait. Uh, I mean... That's that's what the league is about, man. You know, where Definitely. amazing happens. <laughs> where amazing happens. Some great. Hey, the bubble has given us some great basketball, man. Some great, great basketball, competitive, and you know, just guys showing up. Yeah, and and, and some really good potential storylines for the next few years. You know, from facts. What what could potentially happen with the Phoenix Suns in the future? To right. You know, what's next for Giannis and the Bucks? You know, and now. <laughs> What if a team like Miami wins? You know, what does right. that mean? And oh no, it's been amazing. Um, so I'll catch you next week. We're gonna talk about some more basketball. Uh, by the time we get to next week, the conference trial probably will be set, right? And then we'll be able to talk about that. Then make a couple of finals predictions. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thanks a lot for yes, holding sir. this call. Yes, sir. Talk next week. All right. All right, peace. Peace.